Welcome to Legally Groomed Positive Cash Flow. This podcast's focus is towards the pet grooming industry, but other small businesses may also benefit. Whether you are looking to start your own pet grooming business or you have been in business for many years, my goal is to help you scale your business, save money and taxes, and create a business that grows your wealth. Consider this podcast as that spoonful of sugar which can help the medicine go down. My name is Chris Lights. I am an enrolled agent specializing in helping small businesses with their taxes and accounting needs. My mission is to empower you through the knowledge to create that positive cash flow in your day-to-day business activities. Since February 2015, when I started the Facebook group, Tax Issues for Self-Employed Pet Groomers, I have been answering tax and business questions, and I'm hoping that this podcast will provide another venue for building your business for continued success. Remember, the information we share is for educational purposes only, not individual tax advice. Now that we got that out of the way, let's start the show. So it's finally here, our launch date of the podcast, Legally Groomed Positive Cash Flow. In this podcast episode, I am going to be introducing some of the topics that we'll be talking to in future episodes, as well as talking about the main issue of this is cash flow, particularly positive cash flow. So the first thing I would like to do is let you know that the podcast will be published on Monday mornings. I hope to do this on a weekly basis. There'll be at times that I will also do multiple podcasts, but I will at least do it once a week. Some of the topics that I am looking to cover is talking about the different business entities that grooming businesses can operate under. When you're looking to do an S-Corp, when and why you would want to do one and all the requirements that it implies. Taxes, of course. Estimated taxes, when you need to pay them and how to pay them. Home office and home salon expenses, since there are many of you that have taken your grooming either on the road as a mobile groomer or you have decided to shutter your commercial lease and decided to work at home. Or you may even be starting from home. I'll be talking about vehicle deductions, what's allowed, special issues with mobile groomers, deducting a business trip, what's allowed and what's not. I will also be bringing in budgeting basics. This is both for business and personal because many times what happens in your personal ties up with your business. If you are looking to hire your children, when and why you would do it and when you would not want to do that. Hiring. Why for the grooming industry, you definitely want to go the W-2 route and many, many more. So the the main issue for this particular podcast is I wanted to talk about cash flow. Cash flow is vital to a business and it's vital that you have positive cash flow. Now the definition of cash flow is the net amount of cash that an entity, a business of yours receives and disperses what they're paying and expensive. A positive level of cash flow is required in order to keep your business in business. And most businesses that fail are due to the fact that their incoming and their outgoing are not matching. There's too much outgo versus ingo. So, and this plays a big part 
when you are possibly looking to borrow money because you want to expand expand your business. It also, if you want to take on investors, and it also comes very much into place when you are looking to sell your business. So there are actually three areas of cash flow. You have operations, which is your day-to-day activities, finance activities, and this is pretty much when you're looking to borrow money. And then there are the investment activities, and that is usually when you're looking for possible people to assist you in building a business as an investor. In order for a business to succeed, let's say it's straight up, you got to make money. Otherwise, it's your hobby. And when you're a hobby, you cannot claim those expenses. And if uh, the IRS sees that you are not making an income three to four years, you're going to find that they're going to come back and they're going to redo your tax returns take away all your expenses. So whatever you made in that business becomes taxable income. So one of the things that I want you to really think about is your spending. So through my many years of working with business owners like yourselves, I've been doing working with groomers since 2015. And I have seen businesses on a positive cash flow. They're Taking in more, they're taking in money, but they're not spending it all. But unfortunately, I've been seeing a lot of businesses that also have a negative cash flow, and it's not because they're not bringing in the clients. The clients are coming, but the amount of expenses that they're paying out, they are constantly having these low balances in their bank account, which kind of gives me a little anxiety when I'm doing their bookkeeping. And what they do having to do sometimes is they are having to take money from their personal side and put more money into there. So it constantly goes back and forth and it's just not good. And most businesses, because they are not, most businesses that don't have a positive cash flow, if they're constantly running negative, they're going to really find themselves out of business. And the thing is that just because you're out of business doesn't mean that it's stop, it's done. For example, for those people that, for those businesses that have employees, they need to consider not just paying out the wages to the employees, but also the payroll taxes. And if you don't pay the payroll taxes, the IRS is not going to just drop out of sight. They're going to continue to go after the person responsible. So I don't never want to see my clients lose their business and find themselves in deep tax debt because they did not put this as a very important thing in their business. I've also seen some businesses um, that are increasing their spending just to lower their tax liability. Unfortunately, This can hurt you definitely later on, especially when you're looking to retire. If you're not contributing to other retirement issues and you're depending on Social Security, Social Security is based on your income through the years. But if you keep your taxes down because you are overspending for expenses, you're going to find yourself having little to no social security. Technically, social security really should be a kind of insurance. That should just be one leg of a three-leg stool. The other legs, as you probably have heard, is retirement 
and savings. Unfortunately, as we all know and we've all heard, most Americans don't even have $400 of savings towards any kind of an emergency. And most of us really are not thinking about retirement unless it's actually thrust upon us where we are working for a employer that offers a 401k or some other kind of retirement. But usually left to your own devices, unless you already have a good savings um, uh, plan in your head, you're not, you're going to keep putting it off. You're going to say, I'll put money in later. I'll put money in. I am, (laughs) I am one of those people. I'm finding myself right now having to play catch up because I did not contribute earlier to a retirement. And I'm not looking at Social Security as being my sole retirement plan. I just look at it as being something there that I need it, I'll have it, but that is not my primary focus. I am working right now on building my retirement as well as building savings. I've got about 10 years before I reach full retirement age and I'm going full steam ahead. Okay, enough about me. I am planning on one podcast to go over the different retirement plans that business such as yours can invest in. And that being self-employed, there are a number of them, but each of them have different rules. One of the things I'm looking to discuss with my, my current clients are the opportunities to lower their taxes. So I will be getting with them and talking about these different plans because I too, I don't want to have to pay taxes, but I know that I need to become more aware of my own spending where I can get the benefits of saving on taxes, but also showing that my business is in a positive cash flow state. One term that I heard from a writer he wrote the book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. His name is Ramit Sethi. And he calls it conscious spending. For most of my past life, I kind of slept walked and my paychecks would disappear. And I didn't know where most of my money went. I paid my bills most of the time, but I had no savings and no retirement. And it wasn't until I woke up and started budgeting more that not only did my personal finances change, but also my business started succeeding as well. For those of you in my Facebook group, you probably remember me recommending Profit First by Michael Michalowicz. I discovered him the end of 2017 by a friend of mine. And I swear that book changed my life because I started looking at money differently. I started looking at spending differently. I recommended it, like I said, to some of my clients. And I've had clients that are putting this into um, into practice. One client, she said she took her family and she went to Europe, just what she had saved and she didn't have to put anything on her credit card. So if you have positive cash flow in your personal life, you'll more likely have success in your business as well. If you have issues in your personal life, it's more than likely that you'll also have issues with your business. Small businesses that don't draw a paycheck, they're not S-Corps, are being taxed on their net income on their business. And usually it is, this includes any draws that they take. You cannot take, you can, I'm sorry, you cannot deduct your draws from your income from the business. So if you have $40,000 in net income from your business and you are drawing all of that 40000 for your personal expenses, where are you budgeting for the self-employment taxes and your income taxes? 
you can figure that $40,000 in personal expenses is going to have self-employment taxes of $6,000 alone. And this is where many businesses find themselves getting into a cycle where they can't pay their taxes on time and it grows and it grows and every year they're finding it going higher until either they closing shop and having to do some kind of installment agreement, having to get some tax resolution help, or it's just sad. My heart literally breaks when I see a client having a large tax bill. I hate having to tell them, you owe so-and-so thousands of dollars. Luckily, most of my clients are not in that position. A number of them, of course, they have decided that once they got to that $40,000 net income, the S-Corp was the best option for them to go to. So this way they at least pay the taxes throughout the year. One of the problems is is that they too many people have tax preparers where they may only see them once a year. And when they're seeing them is during the tax time, April or whatever. And what happens is the year is done. The, the year is done. So there's very little that you can do in the way of lowering your income to lower your taxes. And sometimes what happens is some preparers may try to pull out what you might have spent. But depending on what those deductions are, they could create more red flags. And then you have the IRS asking for better documentation. So one of the things that I have for my clients is I do it on an annual program. So for example, for 2023, when they continue, they will pay a small fee every month, but I'm in contact with them all year and they have access to me all year. So it isn't a case of what did you what did you do to what can we do for you. Now one of the things I would really like to challenge you with is to first focus on your personal spending, especially if you are somebody that is having issues with your business. If you are fine with personal and you're fine with business, you don't even have to worry about this. But if you're struggling in your business, if you're struggling with having to pay higher taxes, if you are looking at how much you made and then having to use all of that and then not knowing where you're going to get the money for taxes, this might be something that can help you. So what I would like you to do is I'd like you to look at your expenses over the past couple of months. Pull out your bank and credit card statements. Highlight in green all of those fixed expenses, your rent, your mortgage, your utilities, etc. In yellow highlight, do your variables that you need to spend, but they could change from one to the other, and it's possible you can make some substitutions. This could include groceries, birthday gifts, pet costs. Those are things that could be more variable. And in red, highlight those items that you don't need, but you want. We all know what the difference is between needs and wants. Then for the next month or two, stop being conscious of what you are spending your money on. If there's something you really want, tell yourself that it'll be there tomorrow. And each day, see if you still just want it or you feel you need it. If you really don't feel you need it, keep putting it off. As Dave Ramsey says, you want to tell your money where to go before you spend it. We're so often on a reaction where we get our paycheck and react to what's going on. Sometimes it's good, it's fine. I mean, you're paying your rent, that's important. But then sometimes we act 
reaction. We see something, we have to get it. It's sparkly. It's it's something that you feel that it'll change your life. But I mean, how many items can you look at that you purchased that, okay, that really didn't do what I thought it would do. That's the real purpose of budgeting is to let your money have a job. And by doing that, you can get yourself into a better idea of what you're spending your money on. Because the positive steps that you take in your personal life can also have positive implications for your business life. Before spending money on a new set of shears, look at what you have. Did you have the same feeling when you bought the other shears that you have in your drawer? Are you using them or are you stashing them in a drawer? Or worse, did you hire a storage facility just to house the things that you bought that you may not be using? It's one thing to get a storage facility if you have a mobile vehicle and you live in a climate where it's better protection. But if you are just using a storage facility to store your stuff that you're not using, maybe it's time to sell that stuff and close that storage facility and save your money, self money in the same way. Also ask yourself when you're contemplating a purchase, let's say of equipment, tools, or whatever else, what is this going to do for my business? Are you gonna have this, uh, like a, what they call an ROI, a return on investment? Is it gonna increase your sales? Is it gonna increase your bottom line? For example, getting a new grooming table that has an electronic lift. Well, that could be a good idea, definitely, because one, you can probably take on larger clients. You can assist a groomer that may not be able to, you know, I mean, if you're saving a groomer, I'm talking about any kind of injuries because an injury on the job is going to cost you, whether it's workers' comp, time off, employee, whatever. So that's something that is considered a good expense. But the Starbucks lattes, nah, doesn't work. It really doesn't. It's not going to increase your bottom line. You can just as easily make yourself a cup of coffee and bring that with you if you need something. So I've just seen so much Starbucks that it just drives me nuts. The same goes when you're looking to hire employees. Besides wages, you have to figure that the additional payroll expenses could be about 20 to 25% more of the wages that you're paying them. And you want to make sure that when you're taking in an employee that it's going to increase not just your bottom line, but also your top line. I mean, you're not taking on another dependent. And in your own pockets, you should be seeing an increase. You should not be worried about how you are going to pay your employees because that means that you know that they are not assisting you to increase your sales. If they are increasing your sales and you also see more as a bottom line, then it's good. You don't need any more children than the ones that you've already maybe brought into this world. So my goal with this podcast, Legally Groom, positive cash flow, I'll probably just go with positive cash flow, is to help you so that you are successful with your business. It'll be covering a bunch of different topics with the intention of, like I said, doing at least one podcast every week with the planned launching dates of Mondays. I may cover other podcasts as well during the week. For example, next week, I actually have two planned. First will be Monday, October 31st, and then on November 3rd, I will have the second. And what I'll be covering is special issues regarding the year 2022. For example, 
for the 31st, I'm going to be going and talking about the mileage deduction when you're using your vehicle. And also there is a special tax change for the year 2022. So I want to go over that. And then on Thursday, November 3rd, I'm going to have the podcast regarding meals, when you can take meals. And also there, due to COVID, there have also some special tax deductions for the year 2022. So definitely tune in next week for that. Are there any topics that you'd like me to cover that I didn't mention above? Let me know. I can possibly add some podcasts where I'm actually answering some listeners' questions. Or if you have a story to share, I will definitely would love to do that as well. I'm so glad that you're here today to listen to my first podcast, and I hope that we can connect through the Facebook group. Have a great day, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today. Are you looking for more tax and accounting help for your grooming business? Are you feeling a little adrift at everything that you need? Do you want to start out on a positive foundation or possibly fix your foundation? First, contact me at legallygroomed.com and check out my website. I invite you to join our Facebook group, Tax Issues for Self-Employed Groomers. We are a lively group that work as a community and you will not feel judged for your questions. I try where I can to provide examples when sometimes just seeing the numbers can help. Don't forget to follow the Legally Groomed podcast, Positive Cash Flow, and listen as you groom. Click the link above.